right, good morning everybody. Welcome to our Sunday time together here on the Digital Cathedral. And when I got up this morning, it was I just was filled with the anticipation for everything God's going to do this morning. I think the Spirit of God's going to speak some heavy revy to us, maybe in some areas that we haven't considered. And I was thinking about what David said in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 118, where David said, This is the day that the Lord has made. And we can't help but rejoice in it because everything that is going to fill this day is going to be good things for you and for me. So I hope you've had a good week. Hope you've come equipped and ready to hear. And uh, you're looking forward to even a better week starting today, first day of the week. <clears throat> I want to begin this morning. We're going to talk about the power to change or the power of changing. And we're going to look at uh, what the scripture has to say about how we change and how we can be infused with that power to change. So when I'm done this morning, I'm going to lay out for you just a concrete pattern of how you can begin to create the change that you really would like to see in your life. Fair enough? All right, let's begin over in Luke chapter 6 this morning. I'll read out of the New King James. A little later, I'll read it out of the um, Passion Translation. But let me just kick off this morning with Luke chapter 6 and verse 43, verse 44, and verse 45. Luke 6 verse 43 says this, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Now keep in mind, when Scripture talks about trees, it's not talking about an apple tree or peach tree. It's talking about a life. Trees are sim symbolic of life in Scripture. In Psalm 1, when David said that we would be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, he's talking about our life and what emanates and feeds that life. So uh, Luke said, A good tree does not bear, or a good life does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Watch, verse 44. For every tree is known, every life is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. Verse 45. He brings it into to, uh, personal application here. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Now here's key. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, let me read one more verse for you. In Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's go back and see what Solomon had to say about this. He put a little different spin on it, but saying somewhat the same thing. He says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. So Solomon is saying here, you need to watch what goes into your heart. You need to really be protective of your heart because out of it flows the issues. Actually, a better word would be power. Out of it flows the powers of life. Now, what would we re what, what do we catch out of these two scriptures? We caught out of these two scriptures that your mouth is going to uncover what your heart is full of. That's why Solomon said, watch what goes into your heart. Luke said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I, th I think it becomes evident right away that we need to look over our heart. We need to keep it with all diligence. We need to protect it because uh, it's impossible for a man to speak and live good out of a bad heart. Now, you, for, you can fake it for a little while. For a little while, you can speak good even though your heart is evil. You can speak good even though uh, what's in your heart is not of a good nature, or you can speak positive even when your heart is filled with negative. But sooner or later, and usually sooner, it's going to unveil itself when the pressures of life come. If you really want to know what's in your heart, you want to know what's in somebody else's heart, watch them or watch the words that come from your mouth when you encounter the pressures of life, when life begins to push against you, when you're facing some things that are really of an adversarial nature, when you're facing some negative circumstances, what comes out of your innermost being, what comes out of your, in your heart is going to come out through the words that you speak. Now your heart, so your heart then is filled with the voices that you listen to. This is what creates the heart attitude or what fills the heart up. And out of that heart that you have listened to many voices from, out of that heart, words are going to frame the world that you live in. The world that you live in is framed by the words that you speak, 
that come out of the abundance of whatever is in your heart. So if we're going to change the world that we live in, we're going to have to change the words that we speak to words that produce life and not death, words that produce what we want them to produce and not what we don't want them to produce. And we're going to have to change our heart to change our words. So if you want to change your world, listen, I'm going to begin to unwind this for you real quick at the beginning. If you want to change your world, you have to change your words. And if you want to change your words, you have to change your heart. And if you're going to change your heart, you're going to have to watch the thoughts or the voices that have the dominance and the preeminence within your heart. Now, let me read those verses again for you out of the, the Passion Translation. So do you see the progression that I laid out for you right away? Your heart is filled with thoughts and imaginations. That's the voice that speaks to your heart. And that's what fills your mind. So your mind speaks to your heart. What fills your mind is the imaginations and the thoughts that you hear all around you, or maybe what your desires are. And those thoughts, those imaginations should be the desires of what you really would like to possess or what you'd like to see transpire in your life. So those thoughts, if you formulate those thoughts, those positive thoughts, those good thoughts, those thoughts of prosperity, of healing, of vision, of the business you want, whatever it is, you get, you get that thought in your mind, you get that imagination, and that begins to put the thoughts then into your heart. And when your heart is overflowing, the words that come out your mouth will reflect the overflow of your heart. Now watch what, let's go to the Passion Translation. And let me read, uh, let me read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, and then I'm going to go over to, to Luke and read that, those scriptures again from 43, 44, and 45. But let me hit, hit you Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 out of the Passion Translation. He says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart. Watch what goes in your heart. For the effect that you for the effect all that you are. So what's in the heart is gonna affect everything that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wellspring of life. All right, so have you got it? So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they will affect all that you are, all that's in your life. For from there flows the wellspring of life. All right, now let me come back over to Luke and let's look. Uh, the way that Luke expresses this through the, through the Passion Translation. You just stay with me today because we're going to unwind this pretty good. And we're going to dispel maybe some things that we've done in our past, uh, past religious experience that have created an effect that we really don't want. All right, here we go. Luke, <clears throat> Luke chapter 6, verse 43 out of the Passion. You'll never find choice fruit hanging from an unhealthy tree. Remember, trees are lives. And rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good tree. Every tree will be revealed by the quality of fruit that it produces. Figs or grapes will never be picked off thorn trees. People are known in the same way. Out of the virtue stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce, or they'll actually create. When we talk about producing, we're talking about actually creating. You're creating, you're a creator, right? I'm gonna really get into that in, in July, but you're a creator. Upright people will produce or create good fruit, but out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil or create. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit or what you've created, the life that you have created for yourself and will be heard in your words. So now there's one more step to this, all right, one more step. The voice that you listen to or the, the voice that fills your hearts are the things that you think about, your thoughts. What fills, what fills your mind are your thoughts, your imaginations. Now, if you wanna produce good fruit, if you want what goes into your heart to be good, then your thoughts and your imaginations, which drop the seeds into your heart, or your consciousness into your subconsciousness, or your mind into your spirit, however you want to term it, but it originates in the mind. So what comes into the mind are thoughts and imaginations. Now, a person that's going to produce good in their life needs to, needs to fill their mind with what they desire, what the desires are of their life, what they imagine in their thoughts, because 
what we think about is going to produce eventually good fruit by what we speak out our mouth. You cannot be filled with the thoughts in your mind of the Father's heart, of the Father's character, and produce evil fruit. That's what, that's what Luke 6 is, is getting at. The Father wants you to renew your mind, to drop life thoughts into your heart so that life spoken by the words of your mouth will create the life that you want. That's the importance of renewing the mind. The mind needs to be renewed so that it will think life thoughts. It will bring imaginations to our mind of what we desire. And those thoughts, those imaginations then, drop to the heart. The heart, the heart, the spirit will produce whatever's in there. The subconsciousness will produce whatever the consciousness feeds to it, positive or negative. The garden, the, a garden has no mind of its own. A garden will produce the seed that's dropped in. And what drops into your heart, what drops into your garden, what drops into your subconscious is what comes from your mind or your consciousness into, into the garden, into the heart, into the subconsciousness. And it will produce it. I guarantee you, it will produce it. The power of I am revealed in the name of the Father, that's what he's flooding your mind with. We looked at seven I am's from the Father. He is Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah uh, the healer. He's the provider. He's the shepherd. He's Jehovah. We looked at seven things when we first started the shift at the first part of May. We looked at seven things that he is. And he says, I am that I am to Moses. So the I am is feeding us or should be feeding us positive good thoughts so that we can drop those thoughts into our heart and produce the life that we want. Produce the prosperity, produce the abundance, produce the leading, the guiding of the spirit, produce um, whatever it is that, that you really want. So we get ourselves balled up and we get ourselves all in, in contradictory circumstances because of the thoughts that originate in our mind. When we think of the I am, we know that I am opens up a world to us from the imaginations and thoughts in our mind that drop to our heart, that come out the words of our mouth, that creates for us, it should create for us, a world where all things are possible. This is the natural progression of what we should be walking in as creators, as co-creators with the Father. It elevates us. It elevates us. It moves us up. Father woke me up the other morning about three o'clock in the morning and, and spoke something to me that I had never considered before. So I just submit it to you. I, I'm not asking you to believe it, not, not telling you that it, it's accurate. I'm, you know, like always, I just say, look, I'm presenting it to you and you, you make a discernment. You'll let the Spirit of Truth talk to you. But he told me something I never heard before in, in Exodus chapter three, verse 10 and 11, and in that fourth chapter, verse 10, when God is talking to Moses and he says, to Moses, you know, tell them, I am that I am sent you. And what, the, what, the, what I feel like the Spirit of God dropped in my heart was when God told Moses to tell them that I am that I am has sent you, <clears throat> it wasn't for the children of Israel to hear. It wasn't even for Pharaoh to hear. It was for Moses' mind to know and to plant a seed in his heart who Moses was so that Moses could come and speak with clarity, I am is here. I am is present with you. I am that I am has sent me. And whenever God says something that you am, then you're, 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 you're able to repeat, that's what I am. So when, the, so when God spoke to Moses and said, tell him that I am, that I am sent you, what Moses in effect needed to drop into his heart was the power of I am that he was that he was operating in the power of I am. And that's the power you and I operate in. We operate in the power of I am. The I am that I am wasn't for the children of Israel, wasn't even for Pharaoh, it was for Moses. And to know and to plant a seed in his heart who he was, so he could speak life and freedom in power to the children of Israel. When you fill your mind with, the, with, with your I am, and you don't speak any more words of I am not. Every, it seemed like every man that God got a hold of, except for Paul, that I traced through scripture, they all, when God would come to them and say, this is what you are, this is what I want you to do, therefore you, are, you am. Every one of them would say, I am not. 
I am not. We looked at Moses, we looked at Jeremiah. You know, Abraham doubted his I amness. He got himself in a mess with, uh, with Ishmael and that, that whole scenario. When you fill your mind with your I am and you don't speak words of I am not, you, you erase that. A lady messaged me this week and said, I've eliminated the I am nots out of my vocabulary. That's a good start. That's a good start because that opens the unlimited. That lets us take the slaves out of Egypt into freedom. The I amness of our life will create for us the promised land that God said belongs to us. And the I am is whatever is needed. So you can't help but speak with the words that have filled your heart. That's, if you haven't heard me for the first 15 minutes this morning, I want you to hear this. You can't help but speak the words that fill your heart. And your heart is filled with the thoughts and imaginations of your mind. Let me show you where we've missed it a little bit. Matthew chapter 12. Let me show you just a little bit here where maybe we have missed it in days gone by, so that now as God's revealing to us how we can be creators, we're gonna to have to vacuum uh, some of that old stuff out of our mind that we, that we held there, that we practiced, that never produced, never worked for us. I believe people today aren't looking for formulas, they're not looking for steps, they're looking for something that actually produces in their life, and that's what we're doing here at the Digital Cathedral. We're talking about things that will produce. I'm producing this stuff in my life. So what I'm speaking to you, I'm experiencing. Fair enough? Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. Jesus said this, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. By your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. Now let me just show you something maybe here where we've missed it a little bit. Back in our Word of Faith days. I don't know about you, but I spent... A long time in Word of Faith. Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, uh, Jerry Savelle, Norval Hayes, that whole group. I learned a lot from them, a lot. But it was very works-oriented, very works-oriented. In those days, here's what we did. Here's what I, what I, what I tried to do. I, I tried to, to change our confession to a positive confession. We made positive confession, a lot of positive confession. The problem was there was no power in it. There was no power in it. Powerful words are the fruit of a heart change. So we would, we would make positive confessions, but it would have no, conf no effect. So let's, let's back it up a notch. Let's begin, first of all, at the root. Let's change the heart. Let's, the, 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 the root of this change comes from the words that come from a changed heart. When a mind is filled with thoughts and imaginations. So what we want to do is to put good seed from good thoughts, good imaginations into good ground, into good heart. Good words into good ground will produce good fruit or words that create the world that I have declared my I amness in. Now let me just run that by you again. Good seed into good ground, good words into a good heart will produce good fruit, will produce good circumstances, will produce good results, and create the world that I'm living in as my declaration comes of I am. Now just stay with me. All right, that's my introduction to the introduction. Let me, let me give you a good introduction here. Begin to affirm I am strong. Begin to affirm I am radiant. I am happy. I am inspired. I am full of re revelation. And as you affirm it, it's important that we feel with our emotions what we're affirming. They aren't just words. They aren't just words. It's important that we feel what we're saying, that we feel it. Those are heart seeds that have been planted in your subconsciousness, the garden of God. Your life will conform to what flows out of the heart that is expressed through the words. Now, in our Word of Faith days, and I'm trying to vacuum some of this out, and I, I've had to come through this process myself. In our Word of Faith days, we made a positive confession, and then through our efforts, we tried to produce what we confessed. You know, we would be sick, and it, rather than knowing I 
am healed, we would confess we're healed. And then we would do something to try to, try to make ourselves healed, or we would try to do something to make ourselves prosper. When you, when, you, when you feel it, it builds faith. We, we felt that just the positive confession would build faith. Very works-oriented. We would try to make it happen. We would find a promise. Here's, here's, the, here's kind of the scenario we went through. We would find a promise of what we wanted covered by a verse of Scripture. Then we would, then we would confess that verse over and over and over and over again, thinking that our much confession would build faith to produce results. We took the verse that says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, and rather than understanding that what we, were, what we needed to do was to build first our thoughts before we tried to manifest it, knowing that it comes from thoughts and imaginations into the heart, spoken out the mouth to create change. So let's shift this. Rather than getting a promise that we can stand on, getting a verse of scripture, confessing over and over and over and over again, then trying through your effort to make it happen, let's shift. Rather than begin with words to create the life we want to live, let's begin with the heart. Let's begin with the spirit. Let's begin with the subconsciousness, however you want to phrase it or term it. Let's plant seeds from the I am's that we desire in our consciousness, in our minds, through thoughts and imaginations. When I confess I am, what I'm doing is I'm putting those thoughts into my mind. I am. I am. I am. And then when those thoughts are in our mind, let's water them. Let's fertilize them by pondering, by meditating, until we can drop it into our heart, into our subconsciousness, into our spirit man, and let it take deep root. All right? Are you with me? That I am that we plant in there in our heart will grow, but it has to come out. It has to be planted in there. It just, you just can't speak words and expect it to happen. There's no power in that. I, I've lived that out. I know what I'm talking about, but I believe that when we begin to see that the, the words we speak contain life and death, but they have to come from a heart that has been infused with life and the heart is infused with life because that's what the thought and imagination, that's the desire. All right, so let me go back to Luke chapter 6, and let me just read verse 45 for you again, all right? Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. Now, if this all seems a little bit foreign to you, a little bit strange, just hold on because we're going we're gonna to keep working with this. We're going to keep massaging it until everybody, everybody sees this and we're beginning to create the way we were designed to create. Just let it soak. Let it soak. Luke 6, 45 again. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance the heart of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it doesn't originate with the words. You can make positive confessions all day long, but if your heart is not, is not in agreement, there has to be a, a heart-mouth combination. And the heart is fed by thoughts and imaginations. So if your thoughts and imaginations are evil, what you're planning into the subconscious or into your heart, into your spirit, is also negative or evil. And that will eventually, try as hard as you want. When the pressures come, the words are gonna express what's in the heart, and the heart expresses the seeds that have been planted from the mind, the thoughts and the imaginations. So we, we need to start right here. That's why renewing our mind, getting our heads screwed on right, is so important, because that's what starts the process, the thoughts that come into the mind. That's what starts the process. And that's where the warfare is. Immediately when you begin to think and you begin to ponder in your mind, renewing your mind, I, I am prosperous. Immediately the thoughts are gonna come and say, no, you're not. And that's where the warfare is. The warfare is who controls the mind. It's, it's, it's a mind warfare because who, could, who controls the mind controls the seed that comes into the heart. And the seed that comes into the heart will be expressed out the words. And the words that we express create the world that we live in. You never, you never find a, a, a negative person that lives in real positive surroundings. 
generally what happens is the surroundings plant, negative surroundings plant those seeds into our mind. We, we meditate and we think, man, there's no way I'm ever going to be out of this. No way I'm ever going to feel better. This thing is always going to be with me. And we put those seeds into our subconscious and then we speak it out our mouth. And what we speak out our mouth then creates the world that we're living in. So we have to reverse the process. When the Father created all that was created, he had it in his mind in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, he spoke it into creation. He first imagined it. He first had it in his thought. He first formulated it before he ever spoke it. And I think that's one place we've missed it. Now, now when, 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 you, when you get this in your heart, you're not speaking empty words with no root. You're speaking words with your I amness that have been planted in your heart, in your garden. And they are in abundance now. They're overflowing. And that's what the mouth is able then to confess. I think in quantum physics, you would say this. You're speaking with a focused attention. You're speaking with a focused intention from the imagination that, that sees and feels that it's done. Therefore, you say, I am. You say, I am. You're, you're no longer word of faith trying to fake it till you make it. Isn't that what we did? We would just try to, try to act like it was so when it wasn't so. You're speaking out of the truth of I am is convinced that you are. <clears throat> That's the difference between what, what the Spirit of God is showing us today and the word of faith. Word of faith, we would try to confess it to make it so. Now we're learning that out of our I amness, what we say is true, it already is so. So we're not trying to receive it by faith. We're not trying to receive it by faith. I understand that whole, that whole scenario. Your receiver has already kicked in and your I amness now says, I am in full receipt. Now you have, that's why the emotion, that's why the feeling is so, is so important because you have got to feel this thing. You've got to know in your knower. There's a world difference between standing on a scripture promise and living out of the resource that is established by I am. Moses wasn't hoping and praying to be the deliverer of the children of Israel. That's why God said, you go, I am that I am ascending you. Moses needed to know, I am the deliverer. I am the one that will walk these children out of the bondage of Egypt. And I am the one that will take them up to the promised land. I am. He said, I am sent me. When I am speaks to you, when I am gives you the thoughts and the, the dreams and the imaginations, you become the I am that he speaks. Are you getting some of this? Jesus said, all right, let's look at, the, let's look at Jesus. We looked at Jesus's I am's. We looked at seven from the Father a couple of weeks ago, seven from Jesus. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the resurrection and life. He didn't say I'm believing for it. He didn't say, I'm hoping and praying one day to be the light of the world. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm just confessing that I am the bread of life so that maybe perhaps one time I will become the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the resurrection and the life. He knew that he knew that he was. So I think the Spirit of God right now is impressing on the manifesting sons and daughters of God that we have the power which is the ability, and we have the authority, which gives us the right to say, I am. We have both those things working. We have the power and we have the authority. We have the ability and the right to say, I am more than a conqueror. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a manifesting son of God. I am doing that which pleases the Father. I am always pleasing the Father. I am one who does what the Father does. I am one who speaks what the Father speaks. Do you see the difference between standing on a scripture promise and speaking I am? The difference is what comes out of the, out of the mind, the thoughts, the imaginations. We need to ponder, we need to let it cook, so as it comes down into our heart, into our subconsciousness, into our spirit, <clears throat> there, we feel the emotion of it. We, we feel uh, the intensity of it. Our attention is focused on that. We speak I am out of the abundance of the heart. We feed the seed by a word from the Father speaking to you in intimate communion. 
I've, I've tried to tell you, man, your prayer life now has become not a, not a set time where you're begging and pleading and asking God to do things. It's intimate communion. You're seated at his right hand. He leans over and whispers to you and says, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you who you are. And he begins to put those, those seeds into your mind, the thoughts, the imaginations, the desires that you really are here to accomplish, the blueprint of your life. See, when he shows you the blueprint of your life, you can say, I am that. See, I am a teacher. I know that. I, I, I am one that was sent here on the digital cathedral to speak to you. You create the world that you live in by what your subconsciousness, what your spirit, what your heart overflows with that you speak out your mouth. That you speak out your mouth. It's not just speaking it out your mouth. It's not just a positive confession. I want to drive that home because that's, that's where most of us came from. I don't know how many of you here at the Digital Cathedral came from the Word of Faith days. It's not just speaking positive words out your mouth. It's not just taking a scripture and saying it over and over and over and over again, trying to convince yourself, right? It's letting the thoughts and the imaginations that you intensely desire be the, be the seed that drops into your heart that you speak out your mouth that creates the world you live in. So here's what the Father says. The Father says a couple of things about you. He says in Ephesians chapter one, I haven't read this in a while, so it's probably time I read it again just to remind you. He said in Ephesians chapter one and verse four, it says, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Right there, he's telling you your I amness. Now, let this, what Scripture should do, it should supply the thoughts. Scripture should help supply the imaginations. Now, I, I ponder on this. What, what, is it, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What, the excitement, the exhilaration to know that I was a son before the foundation of the world. I, I ponder that. I think it. So that what, come, what, I'm, what I drop into my heart then is an assurance that I am. I am. I'm not trying to be. I am a son that had origination before the foundation of the world. Do you know what that does? Just as I say it, just as I say it, there's an energy that arises within me so that when I say it out my mouth, this is, this is the power that we have now to lead people out of Egypt, to take them to the promised land. The words that Moses spoke in themselves had no power, but the power of his words came from his I amness. And the father fed that into his mind by saying, tell them I am that I am sent me. That was supposed to give Moses confidence to go to the children of Israel and say, I am here to deliver you. And if he didn't say it out of his mouth, he had the assurance in his heart so that he could. He went to Pharaoh and he said, I, I am here to get the children of Israel. I am here. I am that I am has sent me. I am here to do it. When I am that I am spoke to Moses, allowed Moses to say I am. And what he speaks to us right here, for just for an example, just an example, in his first chapter, the fourth verse, when he says that you were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, he's infusing you with the ability to say, I am a son and my origination came before the foundation of the world. It didn't come when I prayed the magic prayer. It was set up before the foundation of the world. And when Jesus came out of that tomb, I was born birthed again from death to life. All that death, all that separateness in my mind, all my head got cleared up, and now I can see that I am, that I am. For example, in 2 Timothy, let's come over to, to 2 Timothy for just a minute. Uh, let, me, let me get those verses for you. Because th see, this is, this is how we use the scripture rightly. It's not, it's not trying to, uh, you know, make something up. Scripture, I have found, is, is best utilized in creating the thoughts in my mind and the imaginations of what I, what I really desire in my life. So there is power in the promises of God, but just standing on the promise and saying it over and over and over again with your mouth does not make it happen. It needs to go deeper than that. It's, it begins with the heart. That's what Jesus was trying to tell us. Either the words of our mouth will justify us or they'll condemn us. And those words are tied directly to what's in your heart. And the words that, that we speak that come out of our heart have their origination in a renewed mind. In a renewed mind. You see the value now of a renewed mind? Do you see? You understand now why Paul said 
things that are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of a good report, if there's any praise, virtue, think on those things. We're talking about good things this morning. We're talking about good things. Whatever you desire that's a good thing, perfect, pure, lovely, of a good report, if there's virtue in it and you desire it, then think about it. Renew your mind to it. Feel it. You, you want to make double the income that you make? You know what? That's possible. But how would you feel if you did it? So you need to you need to create that within yourself. How would you feel? What would you do with it? How would you handle the double of income? You just, you just don't confess out your mouth. I want to double my income. I'm believing to double my income. It, it, needs to, it needs to come deeper than that. It needs to become flesh of your flesh, bone of your bone. It needs to be take on spiritual power. It needs, it needs to be where you focus your attention. One of these days, I'm going to share with you some things I know that I've created because we're just not there yet. We're not into July and August, but... I'm telling you, this this works. This absolutely what I'm what I'm teaching you is where sons need to go. We, with a collective consciousness, we can change this world. God didn't create this world we live in. He created the earth. We created this mess. You know how we did it? Collective consciousness. What do you think created the panic when COVID-19 hit and everybody rushed to the grocery store and bought up all the toilet paper? Of all things to buy. Nobody's going to the restroom anymore than they did before, before the COVID hit. It, it was a collective consciousness that said, man, we better get, we better hoard because there's not going to be enough. And that collective consciousness created a shortage. There was no shortage. We created the shortage. We have created this world we live in. And Jesus is sitting down right now and he's waiting for the sons and the daughters to learn how to create the reverse of what's taking place today. The government's not gonna do it, I'll tell you right now. I don't care if you're Republican, if you're uh, Democrat, if you're Libertarian, they, they are not the answer, they are not the hope. The kingdom of God is the hope. And sons and daughters manifesting and creating through their collective consciousness will turn the tide and we're seeing it right now. We're turning the tide of religion by the, the revelation of grace and unconditional love. Religion is in a heap of trouble. Denominations are losing members faster than they can count because the collective consciousness of grace people, of unconditional love people, are thinking different. They're putting different seeds into their heart. They're starting to speak different, see it on social media, and we're creating a different environment and a different world that we can live in. There is no lack in the world. We've created lack ourselves. Man has done this to himself. Don't be blaming my daddy for this. Don't be blaming my daddy when children are starving. There's plenty of food in the world. Collective consciousness has hoarded and, and kept from those that need. And it, it's not going to be solved by socialism. It's solved by collective consciousness realizing and creating the world that we should have had from the very beginning, but we got off track. All right, watch this. Excuse me for, I went to preach in there for a minute. <laughs> 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. It says, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So I'll tell you right now, I have a holy calling. I am called. I am. I am. I am saved. Right? This is, he saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to the purpose of his grace. I am walking out the purpose of his grace. That's what I am. That's who I am. That's what I am doing. Because I am that I am has empowered me to do what I am. When he says what you are, you can say what you are. Assume the feeling of it. Assume the emotion of I am a son. Assume the emotion that the Father is well pleased in me. I am one in whom he is well pleased. Just don't start babbling it. That's what we did. We blabbed it. We blabbed it. We blabbed it. But we didn't feel it. Let it cook. Let it crock pot. Let it marinate until you know that you know out of the abundance of your heart with certainty that the words you're speaking come from the power of I am. Word of faith taught us to speak it to make it so. I am speaks because it is so. Do you see the difference? Let me say that again. Word of faith makes a confession and speaks to make it so. I am speaks out of the power 
of it is so. Now let's look, let's look at, I want to look at an abused verse, highly abused, and it shows us the combination of the heart and the mouth working together. We never saw this verse this way. This is something the Lord just flat out showed me in this. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And let me let me read that 10th verse. Man, we used to use this verse. I used it a lot in, in kind of a misguided way. And I'll show you what I'm talking about. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And let me show you the heart and the mouth working in combination like it should. Let's read it again. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, this verse is used oftentimes to influence people to pray the magic prayer, right? I used, to, I used it for years to people I called unbelievers. Then I got to call them pre-believers because I believe everybody's going to be a believer. Everybody, every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess Jesus Christ is Lord. So whether you do it now or later in this dimension, that dimension, doesn't really matter. It's going to happen. So I didn't call people unbelievers. I just called them pre-believers. And we use this verse all the time to tell people that they got to believe in their heart and believe and confess with their mouth, and then they could get saved, right? So it was a verse that we used for evangelism. But I want you to look at what this verse is really saying. Let me, let me read it again. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. Now believing, believing I've taught you, is an effortless response to revelation. You can't believe until you see it. So when the light comes on, you will believe. So when the light comes on, we believe that we are righteous. That's what he's saying here. For with the heart, one believes when he sees, when he gets revelation, when the light comes on, he believes unto righteousness. So he begins to see and say, I am righteous. He fills his heart with that. He, he gets that thought in his mind. He renews his mind to the fact, I am righteous. And he, he has an imagination of what that life looks like. He can see himself walking uprightly. He sees himself in favor with God. He meditates on that. He ponders that. So all these seeds now, these righteous seeds are coming into his heart, right? Can you, can you see that? For with, for with the heart, one believes, gets the revelation, the light comes on, under righteousness, or that he is righteous. The heart believes, or the heart effortlessly responds. That's what believing is. It responds effortlessly that he is righteous. Total right standing with God. And he thinks about that. He ponders it. He begins to say, I am. And he says it with, he feels it. There's emotion. He has conviction that he's righteous. And so the confession then of his mouth enters in, and confession is made unto salvation, or it comes into agreement with who he is. His I amness is planted in, his heart knows I am, and out of that I amness, his mouth now speaks unto salvation. Now, salvation is not a ticket to heaven and a ticket out of hell. It does not mean that you are evangelically saved. Uh, I, I could be wrong, wouldn't be the first time, and some of you Bible scholars might want to check it. But this week I did a quick, I did a quick uh, thumb through uh, Blue Letter Bible, and I looked for a verse that had uh, saved and heaven in the same verse, because that's what we thought saved was. Saved got us to heaven. So I said, well, it must be somewhere in the verses that saved and heaven are in direct relationship to one another. I could not find one verse that saved equaled heaven. Because saved does not equal heaven. Saved is the Greek word sozo. And sozo, as you've probably heard, you've been hung around church very long, sozo means uh, completeness. It means wholeness. It, it contains healing. It's completeness. It's a position, listen to me, it's a position where I am wants nothing because I am possesses all things. So what does this verse really say? So when, when, you, when with the heart you believe under righteousness, you've got the revelation, you're, you're I, am, I am righteous, and you see yourself standing upright before God perfectly, you'll never be more holy, more blameless than you are now. That's what he tells us in Ephesians 1.4. Father saw us that way from the beginning of time. So he's told you, I am, that I am for you. So you can say, I am blameless, I am holy, I am righteous. And when you, when you feel that and you envision that, 
and the emotion enters in, it puts the seeds into your heart. And when your heart overflows with that, then confession is made, I'm whole, I'm healed, I'm sound, all right? And you're, you're, I'm sozoed, I'm sozoed, man. I am sozo. Why? Because out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is confessing, I am because I am righteous. I am in right standing with God. There's no way I could be better than I am tonight. I'm never going to be more holy than I am already. I grow in awareness, and that's why we keep renewing our mind and letting our minds grow stronger and better. And the one who is righteous enters into sozo. He enters into wholeness, wanting nothing. Are you tracking with me this morning? What, what it, it brings heaven and earth together, right? The very best of God, everything he has for us, everything that he's set up for us through Christ Jesus becomes our full possession when our I am-ness becomes conscious within us. All right, my time is just about up. My time's just about up. We're bringing heaven's completeness into this world by I am. My I amness comes out the words of my mouth, which are the result of an overflow of the heart, which comes from the thoughts of my mind, and the thoughts in my mind come from my imagination and what I think. All right? So thoughts, imaginations, into renewed mind, drop seed into heart, heart overflows. I am comes out our mouth. Here's your takeaway today. When you say that I am out of the abundance of your heart, you're announcing the presence of an alive Father through the Son in the Spirit in your life. And you're actively functioning and producing the power of your I am. That's the way the Father set it up. Remember, remember what Paul said, be imitators of God as dear children? And the Father always came and said, I am that I am. That's how he defined himself. John defined him as love, which is good. But I like, the, I like, right now we're on this, I like the definition that God put on himself. I am that I am. So the I amness that we're created in the likeness of is I am. <laughs> I am means pure being. I am means life. I am means awareness. It means consciousness. It means oneness. I am those things. Now, you, 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 you've tapped into, I've tapped into something for you in this series that millions of people have no clue about. People sitting in church all over the country, all over the world this morning, not hearing anything like this. They're hearing three steps to answered prayer, four steps to a victorious life, and they're gonna leave church with nothing more than when they went in. I'm giving you a roadmap. I'm telling you, I'm giving you something that I'm speaking from experience that I tell you actually works. They don't know that they can, out of the abundance of their heart, proclaim, I am, and announce the working of the Creator, co-creating with you the life that you desire. He's given us the power, the ability. He's given us the authority, the right, to create the life that we live. And if we have not been created, if you don't like the life that you're living, you don't you say, I don't like my life right now, then begin to listen to different thoughts and voices. As let Begin to clear your head out and fill it with different thoughts. And feel the emotion of those thoughts. Maybe, maybe say, man, I, I'm in such a dead-end job. I, I've, been, I've, been away, I've been cooking in this restaurant for 10 years. I want to own my own restaurant. Then let those thoughts enter into your mind. See what it would feel, what it would be like. What would you do if you owned your own restaurant? What would it look like? Begin to let your imagination paint the picture. Listen, your spirit will produce one of two ways. Your subconscious, they, it does not have a mind of its own. It will produce one of two ways. It'll either go get it for you or it will bring it to you. You're, you're, you're waitressing in a restaurant. You want to own your own restaurant. You're going to become, somebody's going to come and sit down at one of your tables and it's gonna start a conversation with you. It's gonna get you to where you wanna go. Spirit of truth will either get it for you or bring it to you, one or the other. But you're a creator, right? So I, we're driving this stuff home and I want you to see it for yourself. So if you don't like the life you're living, begin to think different thoughts, imaginations, dwell on it, feel it, focus your attention on it and let that drop into your heart. And as your heart starts overflowing with it, and you know, man, I am. I am a restaurant owner. I am the car dealer. I'm not just 
uh, uh, selling these things anymore. I am a dealer. And begin to see yourself, feel yourself, walk that way. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to begin to speak it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't have the means yet, but I'll tell you what, I am. I am that I am. And you'll change your life for, for what you want. All right, we're going to continue on with this next week. We're going to look a little bit further in all of this. And uh, next week is going to be a, well, I guess it's a, hol a holiday weekend, May, May 30th. Is that right? We'll get into some good stuff. Wednesday night, I want to carry this a little bit further. So if you're not a member of Don Keithley Ministries, make sure you go over and join. Join, ask to join its private group, safe group. We do the secret place there at seven o'clock on Wednesday night, Don Keithley Ministry page on Facebook. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Put some likes. When we're all done here, you know, we're gonna make a couple of comments about it if you want to. Share it on your Facebook page, your group. Let's let people know what they really can do, what they're designed to do from before the foundation of the world. We're way under, we've way understrode where we need to go. We're, we're, we're not walking at the level we need to walk in. But I'll tell you what, we're getting there. We're closer than we've ever been. God bless you. Thank you for being with me this, this morning. Thank you for all you do to help the Digital Cathedral become a force of a life-giving message worldwide. You're partnering with me. You got skin in the game. We're walking this out together. And it's a joy to be partnered with you. God bless you. See you next time.